It will be taken from John chapter 20. John chapter 20. Verse 24 through 31. Once again, that is John chapter 20. Verse 24 through 31. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. And after eight days again his disciples were, with the, were within, and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands. And reach hither thy hand, and thrust into my side, and be not faithless, but believe. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. You may be seated. We want to pick a few minutes and talk this morning about believing without seeing. Believing without seeing. Now, after Jesus' resurrection, by faith, people began to believe without seeing. But before his resurrection, everyone believed because they were there and witnesses and saw things with their very eyes. The disciples were present when he took the fish and bread. They were there when Lazarus was raised from the dead. They saw the lame walk and the dumb talk. They saw the blind could see while those bound by spirits were made free. Jesus said, if you don't believe me, what I say, believe me for the works that I do. When Jesus rose, he told both Marys, go and tell my disciples, I have risen. We know according to the scriptures, when Jesus appeared, some doubted. The first time Jesus appeared, Thomas was not with them. But the disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas said, except I shall see his hands, the print of the nails, 
and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into him, his side, I will not believe. Huh? I, I, got to, I got to be there, not only see, I got to touch. Eight days later, Jesus appeared to them again. This time, Thomas was with him. Jesus said to all, he said to all, peace be unto you. And went and spoke directly to Thomas. We all at one time or another have said, I won't believe it unless I see it. Huh? There's something that has happened in your life. There's something that somebody has come to you and spoke to you. and You said, I won't believe it until I see it. There, there's a saying that goes around un, until a pig flies. And, you know, my brother-in-law, my son-in-law came to me and said, he said, he said, Dad, he said, I wouldn't have believed it. I saw a pig fly. I say, what? He said there was an accident and, and some pigs was in a truck and that thing flew open and pigs were flying. Anything is possible. Or if I had not seen it with my own eyes, I would have believed it. Today we are in a time and age where unbelievable things are happening. And we do and we do believe some of the things without seeing them. But when it comes to God. Man becomes selective in what he wants to believe. If it benefits him. Man will believe it. If not, then he chooses whether he wants to or doesn't want to believe it. Another reason man doesn't believe in God is because he cannot see him. Because he does not know him and he cannot hear him. And because God does not reside in him, he cannot feel him. Man is still trying to explain away the existence of God. If there is no God in the beginning, then there can be no Jesus now. All we want to see today for you, saints, is to understand God is real. He is real. You may not see him with your physical eyes, but he's real. And just because you don't see him does not mean he is not. I'm here to tell you and stand that he is real. Paul said this, if Christ be not risen, our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. Your coming here is in vain if, if, if Jesus has not been risen. We are found as false witnesses. We are yet in our sins and we are our most miserable people because we have believed in vain. God is a spirit. They who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, not in flesh. A spirit cannot be seen. I'm going to say that again. A spirit cannot be seen. Don't believe everything you see on TV about them. You know how the movies is 
I mean, they just magnify things and, and they just show you things that ain't really there. But they got to show it to you that way so you believe it. For an example, I'm going to say this. An evil spirit needs a body to dwell in. They got to have a body to dwell in. If they do not get into a person, they'll use an animal. Wow. But they prefer people. People are more vulnerable. People open themselves up to receive them more than animals will. People drink alcohol, which are called spirits, which give them access. Even drugs can open doors for evil spirits to enter in. Did you know one person can hold more spirits in the body than an animal? The human body is a mansion for spirits where an animal is simply just a one-room studio. Now, let's look at an example to understand what I mean. Turn with him to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 13. And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tomb a man with an unclean spirit. I say a man with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs and no man could bind him. No, not with chains because that he had been often bound with feathers and chains and the chains had been plucked asunder by him and the feathers broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. A person possessed by a spirit is uncontrollable. When that spirit is active in a body, they will not listen. They will not obey. All man knows how to do is drug the flesh to slow down the activity of the spirit. All this killing today is just another sign showing us these spirits have only a short time. No one in their right mind who is insane would kill other people and then kill themselves. Verse 5 says, And always night and day, all the time, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. I mean, just, just the, would you, would you, would you go and and take a knife and just start cutting yourself. Something is wrong. But when he saw Jesus afar off. Afar off. He ran and worshipped him. Afar off. Do you know what a far, a far off is like? I see somebody at Michigan Ave right now. And automatically know. Who it is. 
Even the evil spirits recognize and worship Jesus. They know who he is. We still trying to figure it out. Look at verse 7. And cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. Huh? They know Jesus is coming to do something. They know what they're doing. They ain't got no business doing. And we still trying to figure it out. They did not want to be tormented by him. And yet they addressed him as Jesus, the son of God. Verse 8, 4, he said unto them, come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. This is what you got to do. Come out. But again, a spirit has to have a dwelling place, has to have a body. And he asked him, what is thy name? And he answered and saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. There were many spirits in this one man. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils, all the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. Spirits need a body. The leaders spoke who they were, legion. But they all spoke when they had to leave. All were saying, give us some place to go. Just don't tell us to go. I mean, when, when, when something ain't right in your house, somebody does something that they shouldn't do, you tell them, I don't know what you're going to do, but you ain't going to stay up in here. You got to go. Well, let me go across the street. Go across the street, but go. You ain't going to stay up in here. Jesus didn't tell them where to go. He just told them, you got to go. They suggested. It says, and, and. For with Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. A legion of spirits in one man wouldn't kill 2,000 swine. The one man held that many and the swine said, uh-uh. Not in my house. The man lived with them all. But the swine chose to die instead of in housing those evil spirits. Now, when it comes to God, no man can see God's face and live. 
Turn with me to Exodus chapter 33. We just talking about the power of God. Recognizing who he is. Exodus chapter 33, we're going to start at verse 20. And then looking at this, just coming up to Moses was asking God in the previous verse saying, show me thy glory. Huh? God, show me your splendor. Show me thy great brightness. Show me thy beauty. And, and, and we must remember this, that the fact is when, when God made his presence, or should I say when Moses was in the presence of God and God was speaking to him, there was such a glow and a brightness over him that when he came down to the people, they couldn't even look upon him. When Moses had a word for him, but they could not look upon him. So, so Moses had to put a veil over his face just for them to receive from the Lord. I'm, I'm just talking about the power of God. So in verse 20, and God said, thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory passed by, while my splendor, while the great brightness, while my beauty passed by, that I will put, in a, put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. Ooh, can, I mean, you can't even imagine what God is doing. I'm going to put you in the cliff and I'm going to throw my hand back there so you can't see. Only God can do such things as that. Verse 23 says, And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Timmy says this about God. He is the king eternal, immortal, invisible, and only wise God, who is to be honored and given glory forever and ever. Hebrews says the worlds were framed by him. All God had to do is speak and his spirit made it so. And the same authority is given unto us. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. That is why we should speak good and not evil. Speak blessing and not cursing. Speak positive and not negative. When it comes to gods, man has always made some kind of statue. He always got to make something. Whether it's something they wrote or said. Something they created or made. Something they rescued or a sacrifice that they gave. There are statues of boxers, basketball players. People who fought in a war. These are people the world believe in, believe on. They write about them, highly esteem them, put them in history books. And they want us to embrace what they have esteemed. These people that they make statues of, 
We've never seen them. We've never talked to them. We've read about them. We don't even know if what they say is true. But we believe it because somebody said it. Yet, when we are taught about Jesus Christ and learn about him, who he is and what he's done, we know who his father is and what God has said unto him. But instead of believing, we begin to say, well, man wrote that. But who do you think wrote your history book that you believe? And you believe everything that's in there. You take an exam to get it all right. Yet all God is saying, study to show yourself approved unto me. A workman that need not be ashamed. Rightly dividing the words that have been spoken. At least the scriptures tells us that all scriptures are given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. What man has written in the history books is questionable, unreliable, fictional, contradictional, and they cannot agree. They write giving things today and saying something else tomorrow. And what they say has been proven wrong. But man continues to teach and say, I believe it. Now, let, let, let me just give you one history book example. History books tells us Columbus discovered America. He did not. It was a man called Amerigo. If you just ask yourself the question, if, if Columbus discovered it, how come America wasn't called Columbus? <laughs> you know how we be when we discover something. We want to name it. Huh? My wife had my son. So what I do? I name him. Ain't that right, Lauren? You see, we want, we want names that say Columbus discovered it. How come it ain't called Columbus? Here's another thing. How can you discover something if when you get to the banks, there's somebody there greeting you? Huh? That's, that's just like somebody coming out the 9856 line drive, coming up to the house, and, and I greet them, and they say, this is my house. Not so. <laughs> but that's what the history books teach us, and we believe it. We don't see it no other way. Again, man says, I will not believe anything I cannot see. If that is the case, why does he believe in air? You can't see air. You can't smell air. If you smell something, it ain't the air. You can't hear air. And you can't feel the results of what it does. 
You can only feel it because of the movement that it has. You can only see it because of what it moves. You can only hear it because of what it's pushing against. This is proof and evidence for man to believe in the air. Yet he cannot see it. He cannot see it, yet he breathes it. And he cannot live without it. So when it comes to God, why can't we see him, but yet he exists? We see him and know he is real by the movement of what he does through the lives of those that believe. Those that believe can feel his spirit working in them. Those that believe can hear his voice as he speaks by his word. And he is the air we breathe. In him we live and move and have our being. The songwriter said, the, world, the word is working mightily in me. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the word is working mightily in me. Let's, let's, let's look at what the disciples said again in John 20 and 25. They said, we have seen the Lord. Can we see today? Or can we say today we have seen God? Today, it does not mean you see him with your eyes. It means you have understood and comprehended him. You have found out and have taken note. Or are we like Thomas? And we are saying, I am not sure whether I believe or not. Some days I do and some days I don't. Don't allow your faith to be like a ship tossed on the sea. Moving from side to side to and fro. Believing he is today and not sure tomorrow. Trusting him because things are going your way. Doubting him because they don't. Be honest. Be honest. Have you ever felt that way? And it got silent. Remember what Jesus told Thomas in verse 29. Because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus said this in John 17 and 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. We have not seen him, but we have many written book words and examples of his existence to believe in him. John 20, 30 and 31 said again, and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. There's a lot of things that Jesus did that are not written. A lot of things, a lot of things. It says, but these are written that you might that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Let me share one more truth of information, if you will. John 21 and 25. 
And there are also many other things which Jesus did. The which if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. There is so much. Jesus just contained just a little bit. Let, let, can, just give you an example of containment. This is a, a, just a small book that contains information. But the fact is, if everything that Jesus did was written, it would be bigger than what's contained in this book. The world could not contain all of what Jesus did. There's not a library big enough to hold everything Jesus done. But he gave us just enough to get us to go where we're going. Huh? We don't need no more. Can I give you another natural example? When you're hungry and you need something to eat and somebody lays out a platter of food. Or the, I know that's what y'all going to do on Thursday. <laughs> it, it's all set. But you can only put in so much. And you're going to be full. Huh? What God has for you, you don't have to come back for seconds. He has given you just enough of what you need that you may obtain eternal life. And go to the next stage. But we've got to continue to feast. And consume his word. But he gives you just enough. He does not stuff you. That you get sick. But gives you what you need. When we talk about believing without seeing. We're talking about faith. Something that is seen when obtained is not faith. We have been given enough that we should not doubt or believe that God does not exist. We've been given what is needed. So what is God asking us to believe without seeing? God is looking for us to believe what is written in the word of God. God wants us to believe what he has spoken by his word. God wants us to believe in the son of man. Jesus Christ. And believe on the son of God. The Christ. We have not seen Christ after the flesh. Let me close with this. Second Corinthians 5. 16. It says this. Whether henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Those pictures on the wall is not Christ. But man is making money off of drawing them. 
quickly try to describe his hair and color. We cannot because we do not know. We only know of the images that man has created. We must know and believe on him by his word. This is believing without seeing. Remember, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Believe him by the word and the spirit. With that, my time is up and I thank you for yours.